this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. If you want a solid relationship, do not go to Stagecoach. Get your charcuterie plates ready, get a tropical drink, because this is Bachelor in Paradise After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Let's go! You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Yeah, it is Tuesday. And I am on to my second show involving an island in love and passion. What is up, everybody? What is going on, guys? How are you guys doing? Mike, I am trying to keep my head on straight. Oh, my gosh. If you guys are as (laughs) T-oriented as we are in this panel, which is an expression I'll never use again. Um, All these texts, Blake has something on his story. I'm trying to keep up. So much is happening. I might need help in the chat. This 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 is going crazy. Guys, you know what is up. First of all, what's going on? Bachelor Nation, I know a lot of you guys are joining us. We just got through Hannah's season on Bachelorette. Your panel is right back here for you once again for Bachelor in Paradise. I am your host, Mike Feeling. You know what we're going to do, guys? We're going to break down tonight's episode, last night's episode, go one by one. We got some fun news and gossip. It's literally pouring in as we speak. We're going to do some predictions, but first, let me, of course, introduce the rest of my amazing panel here tonight. To my left is... The voice of reason, Jeff Graham. <laughs> the flabbergasted Jeff Graham, trying to make sense <laughs> of what's going on. It's good to be here. Uh, what up, y'all? And further to my left, the queen of news, Christina Lexus. Hey, guys. So happy to be back. And, unfortunately, Renee is not with us tonight, but she will be back here next week. We have a fourth person, of course. He's not at the table. He's in the booth. It's our boy, Ryan. Woo-woo. Thank you guys so much. Excited to hear about Bachelor in Paradise. Ryan, are you camera ready as you were for Love Island? I'm not as camera ready, oh my but gosh. I can be. Oh, there I am. There we go. Okay, yes. Ryan will be here with us. We see all of you guys in the chat. Thank you so much for waiting for us. A couple technical difficulties. Zane, Joseph Boza, Monique, Soccer Freak, Loretta. We see all of you guys. So let's jump right into it. Now, Christine. Jeff and I did a little pre-show yesterday, so I'd love to get the fans caught up in your thoughts going into this season of Bachelor in Paradise. What were you thinking coming in before last night's episode? 
Bef- and before seeing the trailer or after having seen well, the we trailer? Well, we all get the trailer, so you get the trailer, yeah. Get what, the trailer. What, overall thoughts just coming in. Um, overall thoughts was this is damn, this is gonna be good. <laughs> Honestly, I was just like, oh, this is the energy we're on for Paradise, here for it. Um, a lot of people that I really wanted to see, like Demi, you know, we're big fans of Demi on this panel. Um, and obviously the tea that was teased with Blake, like that completely grabbed my attention from night one. Um, and you know, Chris Harrison has spoken out a lot about this season, saying it's the most successful season ever. So I'm already scanning who's in paradise and seeing who's going to make it out together, like putting a ring on it, like really going for it. You know, as LTZ girl comments in the chat, of course, your dress is fire tonight. What? (laughs) Give us, let's just have you roll straight on in because you're on a roll right now and your dress is popping. What did you think overall thoughts of yesterday and today's episode? Um, yesterday's episode was good, but I thought tonight's was better. Mm-hmm, sure. Honestly, we got way more conversations that were a lot more juicy. Um, things are just, it's just messy. I think that's the vibe I got from Paradise. <laughs> I kept thinking it all night, damn, this is messy. Oh my God. Uh, totally into tonight's episode. I would say Hannah G and Blake are like the hot topics of, oh, we're de- of Paradise. I mean, we're, yeah. Guys, we're definitely talking all about Blake. Jeff. Overall thoughts, buddy. Mike, I'm trying to focus on the shows we just watched, but these stories on Blake's Instagrams and these texts, we'll get into it during our it's news live, segment. Man. But it's, 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 it's live, man. It is live right now. It's, it's, it's all really happening fun. in real time. That's what's, what's fun about it. It's that's what's so fun, but it's a different show than it used to be because it's becoming where an edit gets produced, but then everything that happens gets changed in real time because of social media. It's a completely different show than it used to be for that reason because I was going to come in with opinions about Blake and Kaylin tonight, and in real time it's all changing guys because information is coming in live and even the blogs I'm reading are doing their best trying to sort through this mess the show was messy enough and now we just threw a whole bunch more messiness in there and I'm trying to either way though it was we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Good. Um, Paradise is always an interesting one for me because I think it's a little bumpier than the ba- uh, Bachelor and Bachelorette franchises. Yeah. But at its highs, it can be even better than those shows. So I think it's bumpier by nature, right? Yeah. Because on Bachelor or Bachelorette... There is only one person. Everybody's trying to get that girl. Everybody's trying to go for that guy. Here, there's it's a spider web of options, right? Or as right. Debbie would describe it, a decagon or whatever she's decided now people's relationships are in. So let's just start from the beginning. Come in. Jeff and I, we broke down a lot of the contestants coming in right off the bat. Christine, what did you think? Any standout people for you as they were coming in onto the island and being, of course, introduced awkwardly to Chris Harrison? <laughs> um... For me, a standout was Onyeka, just because I feel like she is um, someone we have to keep our eye on. I think she's going to bring a lot of drama later on. She's kind of acting as this like narrator, voice of reason right now, kind of surveying everything, kind of similar to how my sister was on her season. Yeah. But I think Onyeka is going to turn it up. So she definitely stood out for me. 
I love Yakes. I was team on Yeka during Colton's season. I liked her because she was just almost... I always feel like she's just in the wrong franchise. Like, she's much more MTV <laughs> challenge. Not in a bad way. that. Yeah, yeah. But it's just so funny because I feel like she doesn't recognize she's on this show all the time. She's running around with an air horn, yeah. commentating everything. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. I will say, Cam has been cringy on this show before. I kind of liked his package with the rapping. I thought kind of Mike and I disagree on that, but I it kind of worked for me, man. I don't know, you did not like camera. I mean I'm not like nothing disparaging or anything, but as we said on the show yesterday, how long until he raps? We said first episode. I mean it was first thirty seconds. First like, ten seconds. I just thought it was so cringy and obviously they were like, Hey, we'll produce like a fake rap video for you. He was like, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's like, all Come in. on, man. Like just give us something else because it's it's just too over the top for me at this point. Now it's Very it's, it's a shtick. Yeah, and it's to me it's too much. I thought a couple of interesting things as I look back at my notes from yesterday's episode. A lot of people foreshadowing things that went down today. So Clay talked about his NFL career not going so fantastic. We know that mm. got thrown in his face, right? Blake saying he learned a lot about himself, right? And he's, you know, went through a rough patch and things like that. I thought that was really interesting. And right off the bat, destroying my prediction, Demi came right out when she saw Chris Harrison and was like, yeah, I am in a relationship with a woman. I was like, okay. Then it actually, we are going bisexual with it. And I thought they were, I don't know if you saw our show, I thought they were setting us up for a big goof. Like, I thought the whole footage of Demi lying with a girl was just, they were drunk and being silly, and she was actually talking to a guy the whole time, and they were setting us up. Not true. Obviously, she's also into girls, so we'll see where it manifests. I think that would have been a really shitty move for ABC to do, like, a bait and switch like that. (laughs) Considering the ground we've been breaking and the the ceilings we've been shattering with the conversations, like, don't tease a same-sex romance and then pull it away from us. I don't mind waiting a couple weeks if I have to see Demi get there. Give me the build-up. Like, she's pure entertainment. I want to see her eventually get to this point. Demi had two great episodes. I don't want to usurp your topics, but in general, she's kind of Floating, I think her and Anyeka are sort of similarly sort of surrogates for us, but so many funny lines from Demi. So many. She's... I've loved her journey on this show because she came in as someone who's not necessarily typical for this franchise, right? She wasn't this pretty, pretty Instagram princess. She was like a lower middle class girl whose mom was in jail. And she, whether, I'm not saying anything with that. I just love that she's not your typical cookie cutter pageant girl. Right. And I think she came in with expectations and stereotypes that were thrown on her. And she is, for good reason, become a fan favorite. And I think you knew that right off the bat because... Our first introduction to her and her mom in jail was her on the phone with her mom on a collect call like, hey, mom, what's up? Not, yeah. You know, it's not crying. My mom is it. It was super positive and always energetic. She seems very, like, sure of herself. Right. Regardless of, That's like, great. whatever yeah. insecurities may come up. Like, she's human. We can't expect her to be bulletproof all the time. But she seems so sure in herself. And I think she comes across funny and relatable in a way that Corinne never could for me. And I know a lot of people rallied around her and everything that she went through and just her out there personality. But I actually, not to just openly trash somebody else, but for comparison, like, 
it, it fell flat for me, whereas Demi, I'm like, girl, you are funny. Like, this is great. <laughs> Keep going. Like, I don't even mind the shade. It's it's well-placed. It's timely. For now, I say this with a grain of salt because we know how this franchise likes to build somebody up and then sometimes take them down. So I'm hoping Demi remains the heroine of this season. Pretty interesting in the chat. People are a little bit mixed on Demi. Yeah. Some yes, some no. Some haven't been feeling her at all. She's That's not really cool. everybody's can... cup of tea, though. She's yeah. easily to see that she could be polarizing. Yeah, absolutely. And I see everybody in the chat is talking about a lot of little specific instances and things going on. Um, we're going to try to talk about as much as we can. Pretty tight on time with the show just in general. So we got to hit the big, big points. Yeah. Let's jump right in because as everybody's coming in, everybody's kind of getting to know each other or seeing each other, remembering each other from past. And let's be honest, it's just Blake stuff right off the bat pretty much, right? They didn't shy away from that. Right. They're like, nope. okay, this was in the teaser. You're going to get it right now, which I appreciated. Um, but I will say even just episode one part two or episode two however you're counting it if it's just so heavy and now i'm almost like overly blake saturated i don't mm-hmm. know that i want to see this for the entire duration of paradise so i'm i'm kind of hoping it doesn't linger too long only because he's acting like such a shithead right now well because they, they really hit us with it right because it's him and kaylin right off the bat and this kind of thing and whatever and then out of nowhere christina comes in and completes the triumvirate <laughs> and then it's just all bets are off jeff yeah, I don't know. I obviously it's easy for us to shade Blake right now, based on what we're hearing. He was a really he was re- he's been really shady, especially if the timeline of Stagecoach is what was said. But I also want to be careful to come out with a conclusive assessment on Blake right that now. That is fair. Well, let's let's go into it super quick. Okay. So Blake gets the first date card. We know he takes Tasha, who is my number one choice right now. I think just Tasha's got, got it going on eyes completely. For yeah, Tasha's Tasha's amazing because Bibiana can't get her stuff together. So Tasha for me is the is the hot girl to get, and she's just the it girl. They go out. Anything specific you guys want to say about their date other than they were surrounded by a gazillion lights that somebody had to hang up? It was fine. It was fine. Right? I didn't see any, like, overwhelming chemistry by any means, though. There wasn't as much drama or anything just yet. Yeah. Right? So everything seemed kind of okay. I also think with Paradise Dates in general, the conversations tend to stay pretty light, where it's like, you're just so attractive, and, like, look at these lights, and, like, we're in Mexico. Like, for as much as the franchises don't get into, like, the real, real, hardly ever do we actually learn anything about the people. It's more just, like, who's dating who. Because at that point, they're already coming in with fan favorites. Yeah, and storylines from either what's happened on social media before their appearance or their edit from the show. And then people get switched out so quickly. I think that's why it does feel very surface level. Yeah. Um, I think where it lacks in that, though, it makes up for, for it. Sure. The drama. So. Different shows. It's interesting because on the uh, original franchises, the dates are some of the best parts. But I think the dates tend to be forgettable on Paradise. Because we want them to get back to the orgy to see who's going to come It's really like they could go <laughs> ride really ATVs yeah. and do all that. But it's like get back to the little right. Where's the palapas? The palapas. Yeah, the palapas. Yeah. And spill the tea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so they get done with their date, and then Christina comes in, right? And we see Blake. Blake's face just dies. His face just dies. Completely anti what he claims later. Then, like, oh, yeah, I was really happy to see. I was like, nah, bro. You are not excited to see her come in <laughs> whatsoever. And, of course, Christina gets a date card. And I thought it was really hilarious that Cam jumped up faster than anybody possible to be like, yeah, me, let's talk to me. Yeah. Maybe yeah. And we don't need to really talk about it because nothing happened. But right. did anybody catch that Cam's got a windmill tattoo? I did see that. Cam's no. got a windmill tattoo. I don't know if it was posting in a season. I'm just saying his 
his shoulder has a windmill tattoo. Maybe he's been to Greece. Right. The dedication. <laughs> Maybe. Regardless, wow. of course, Christina takes Blake. This immediately I thought was an odd move because let's get into the whole story. Blake and Christina evidently were dating for a few months, not exclusive, dating, 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 hooked up, had sex at Stagecoach, and then literally the next day, Blake hooked up and had sex with Kaylin, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so that's where it was. And it also sounds like that Kay- uh, Blake had been talking to Kaylin while he was maybe allegedly still dating Christina. If you guys want to see my full assessment before all this new news broke, I did do a one-off Bachelor Daily episode on this very channel, so you can check that out where I get into a timeline and photos and the stagecoach of it all. Yeah, and the stagecoach. And, yes. and then after, while there were he and Kaylin were canoodling in bed. Evidently, he was texting other girls, DMing right? And DMing Hannah other, G. DMing Hannah G. And I thought also something with Christina as well. I thought texting her or saying something about I her or something like DMing that. DMing right? with Hannah G about how attractive Tasha is. So that's how Tasha's included. It's so messy. Great. Yeah, no, it Again, makes messy. perfect sense yeah. uh, after a night of passion with somebody you're attracted to. <laughs> so, <laughs> regardless, that's the whole setup. And so initially I thought this is really weird for her to take him because it seems like none of these girls he was involved in any of these love connections with like him or have any kind of favorable thought. But then I realized, okay, this is probably her way of just coming in and saying, I'm going to get closure. Christina, you're saying? Yeah, the way they kind of left it on the cliffhanger for night one, it was like, what's going on with this conversation? But it's clear from tonight that she did want to confront the situation. What makes you say that? Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> she went in. I will say, man, yeah. Blake really shut Christina down, though. Like, A really crappy way to answer just, her, yeah. too. He was so dismissive of her feelings. Yeah. Really just, like, didn't answer her with any sort of, like, care or remorse. Like, especially considering, like, he honestly pulled a Jed to me to be like, well, we were an exclusive, like... You know, I'm I'm just out here doing my thing. I'm trying yeah. to enjoy myself as if that's supposed to make it better, but it really doesn't because if let regardless of the fact that you guys were an exclusive, you would consider yourself at least good friends. Right. You were close this entire time. Like sure. that's not how you treat somebody that you give any sh- shred of a doubt about. Like True, at absolutely. all. Yeah. True. Period. A lot of people posted in the chat and I'm just going to surmise it. At the end of the day, a lot of great free promotion for Stagecoach. So, <laughs> but they have not even tweeted about it. Not, not, Did they not? I checked. They're missing out on an opportunity. Everybody is saying, if you don't know, Stagecoach is basically the country music version of, of Coachella. Coachella. Yeah. It's yeah. enormous. So good for them. I just thought it was really nonchalant and crummy how he put her down. Right? Yeah. It's basically like, well, I'm happy to tell you the situation. Let me tell you exactly what happened. I slept with you. And then the next day, I slept with another girl. It's like, dude, that that doesn't make it any better that you just put it so simply. We know that's exactly what you did. Definite Jed vibes. I'm glad you brought that up because it's using terrible arguments to try to defend yourself. That was the whole 20 minutes we spent with Jed. And I know this isn't lost on the franchise. I'm sure they edited it up nicely (laughs) after just giving us this amazing season with Hannah and seeing how that all played out. It's like TV gold. I think it's it's very deliberate that we're we're being presented with Blake in this light right now, yeah. w- which prompted him to speak out, which we'll get to later if you guys stick around yeah. for news and gossip. And essentially, he they end that little date really poorly. He seems really upset with her. She says she's going to keep her distance from him, and he kind of like storms off. Like I don't want to talk to you anymore. That was so immature. Extreme. I'm sorry. Like if you really want to clear your like, 
he was so more upset at the fact that she ambushed him when I we I think we can all agree she did a very tactful move of taking him aside yeah, it's instead true. of airing him out on the beach like he did that <laughs> on his own anyway. It's the least ambushy you could get. Like a road like he kept saying I would never do this to you. What have a mature conversation in private away from everybody about what happened? Wow, what, good what point. I mean, what what are you talking about? I'm just like such a fan tonight. Y'all are bringing up the best points. I'm like, <laughs> yes. I'm just like We're just like yeah. So we get done with that. They go back, and I mean, man, if it wasn't like batter up and Kaylin time. Now, <laughs> Kaylin, as opposed to Christina, was essentially throughout the rest of the episode telling everybody and anybody who would listen exactly what happened. I'm not going to get down on her for it, but I do think it was a little bit much. Oh, I I have to agree, man. Tell us, Jeff. So. I'm, I'm going to be Renee's stand-in because she's not here tonight. But y'all know Renee's never been a huge Kaylin fan. <laughs> and we always have to qualify this by acknowledging that she's had one of the best moments of this franchise. Definitely. Which was putting Campus Assault on a platform. Regardless, she loves the drama. She walks in, hi, Chris, did you know Blake ghosted me? I just have to pull you aside. I just feel like I'm having a terrible time because Blake ghosted me. I'm not going to tell anyone, but you, come over here. I have to tell you this. <laughs> My time's being ruined. She just, I was like, girl, you have to handle this in a way. I don't want to invalidate her feelings, and I know it can be hard to be a certain way, but I feel like she was loving the chance to drag Blake. She's like, I didn't want the secret to come out, but I have to tell you. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I know she was in a tough position. Do you think when she finally took Blake aside, or I, I don't remember who took who, but the two of them talking in private on the beach, and she confronting Blake, and Blake half crying, kind of apologizing, not understanding. Christine, did you buy that, or do you think he was acting? I now hold on, hold on. Let let's preface this. Okay. None of the knowledge we have of any of the texts or anything right now. Just while we were watching the show. Just from what we were watching, I did buy it initially just because of the stark comparison to how he treated Christina. I'm like, okay, this is clearly a girl he does not value her feelings, and this is a girl that maybe he is really more remorseful of like messing up. But even still, I personally just don't believe Blake when he speaks. Like he just looks like he's lying all the time. I don't get a genuine vibe from him. Sorry, that's my personal bias. I'm granted enough to say it, yeah. but I just don't I just don't buy it. I think he was very um I hate to say that like it's it's because it's Kaylin, it's like he's being he's treating it more sense sensitively. Like he's like, I'm so sorry that I hurt you. Like he just seemed a lot more aware that he messed up with her and and at least seemed like he wanted to make it right. I just thought it was very interesting in the context of everything else outside of it though, that he kind of admitted more to his wrongdoing and and admitted to saying that she was a mistake, kind of yeah. through the the heat of the moment. It's like it's so hard to like he, so he kind of did, but kind of didn't. Yeah. She yeah, said he... Kaylin said that he said that. She said, you said... Sorry. <laughs> Kaylin said that Blake told her she was a mistake. He doesn't remember saying that, but he... To his, you know, uh, props, he said, okay, I, I believe you, right? Now, here's where I'm going to get a bunch of flack for half-defending Blake. So... Here's what I think, and again, I'm kind of of the, of the mentality that on these reality shows, we know stuff is edited up, it's pumped up, a lot of times we're at a very heightened sense of reality like I am being right now. So to me, in Blake, and Jeff and I kind of had this before him, Blake got some fame from a show, he's hanging around with a lot of girls, mm. having some fun, right? In his mind, 
he was single. They weren't exclusive. He did this. Kalen, they got drunk, attractive. They slept together. From Kalen's perspective, she was actually into him, where I don't think he was actually into her. So in his mind, not a big deal. And I bet that what he actually said was, this was a mistake, yes. not you as a person, or us hooking up drunk and that we really didn't mean to do that, like that was a mistake. And I think that's where a lot of this whole breakdown happens. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think what has been presented is a lot more dramatic than maybe it was in real life. I'm not saying that he's a good guy. That's not a cool thing to do whatsoever. But just from his perspective, Jeff. I agree that we had this conversation in the trailer. I, I, they are, it is a different thing, I think, to say, I feel like we made a mistake. Or I feel like this was a mistake than saying, I feel like you are a mistake or you were a mistake. Um, especially if she was on the same page. We don't necessarily know, but I I think I agree with some of what you said, Christine, and I disagree with some of what you said. Okay. I think I agree that Blake may have been upset because he knew his reputation was at bay. Like, or at at risk, right? Sure, right? So I think a lot of... I actually do think he was reacting genuinely in a panic. Not necessarily as much for Kaylin's feelings as the realization. For his own? Yes. But I also think he was surprised and I think he was upset. I'm just not sure he was necessarily super upset that he hurt Caitlyn and he was more upset that his paradise slash maybe personal life was about to get exploded. Yeah. He should have known it was yeah. going to get exploded from the You're time right. he got there. Like, yeah. you did some... Really shady things. I'm sorry. Like, uh, yes, dude was single. Live your best life. But like, we spoke about this in the trailer. Is like, I don't know in any in any realm that it can be okay to just have sex with two girls who are in the same franchise as you. Like the same, just so connected like that. Like I know that's kind of the name of the game with this. Like everyone kind of hooks up and mingles. But like to do it the night after, yeah, like it's just gross. The, it's just gross. I'm sorry, I can't. It's really it. a, it's a time frame thing. It's the time and frame, see, the context. I started, I started to feel bad for him on tonight's episode because of how much everybody else in the villa starts talking junk on him and now you're getting secondhand, thirdhand recounts of some event that happened that we don't even that is automatically three sides to it already right. so everything gets really muddled and yes I think there's somewhat of my Bachelor in Paradise experience is going to be ruined. I'm going to have repercussions back home. But I also don't think it's that epic of an explanation of what actually happened. So I feel like he didn't really get a shot to kind of clear the air. And I think, in reality, that's why, in the end, he has some type of hope with Hannah G at the end. I'm wondering how much of this co- these conversations got edited out. Because, mm-hmm. to your point, he, I don't think he really put the situation to bed. It was just a lot of dramatics on his part of, like, oh, my God, my life is over. When, A... You could have easily avoided all of this um, from not just not doing it the way you did it. And B, by maybe coming into paradise with a different approach, maybe being a little more upfront, I just don't think... I think he made his bed and he's lying in it. I agree with that. And it's funny, my knee jerk is to try to play devil's advocate because I like to do this on the show. No, I love that you do it. it. But at the same time, the way Blake reacted when both Kaylin and (laughs) Christina showed up (laughs) does not look good for him, right? It doesn't. Like, like that's weak sauce, man. And like, like, yeah, that's clearly he's there's some guilt because he's a what he should have done was just grown a pair and probably try to confront it then and been like right. hey if we're both going to be here for five weeks right we need to figure this out because clearly there's guilt i yeah. mean if, yeah, sure. if dean is quoted in a preview saying that you have surpassed his f-boy level like <laughs> there, there has to be some sort of like legs to the story like, well yeah. we know so we know blake has fooled around with a couple different people he's in the kind of love octagon jeff 
our fans, our viewers at home, they're allowed to be in a love octagon with AfterBuzz, correct? They sure are. And it's you could be in a love 100-agon because we cover so many shows here, guys. Um, we are the ESPN of TV Talk, and of course, The Bachelor isn't the only show we cover. We cover everything across the board, from reality, TV, to sci-fi, to soaps. I cover Bar Rescue with our CEO, Kevin Undergaro. Fun. And yeah, it just shows you that... You know, believe it or not, this isn't the only show that we love. I know Christine's covering Queer Eye right now. Love it. Um, Mike does Love Island. Yeah. Um, which is probably more <laughs> on brand with what this is. But <laughs> the point being, we cover just about everything, guys. So if you would please like this video if you're watching along live, subscribe to our channel or any of our other eight channels, and most importantly, give us those five stars on iTunes. We've been getting some great reviews from you guys, and we'll, we will read some of those on air next week. Just means a lot. And this is one of the most, this is the highlight of our week because we love not only talking about The Bachelorette, but having you guys join in. It's a community and we love you guys for it, so uh, send us some of that love back. We'd appreciate it. You guys are amazing. Yes. You are our extended panel. Loretta, Jay Knight, Hope, Amy, A.B., Shanice, Amaya, Joseph, Jasmine, K. Fizzle for shizzle. What's up, all you guys? We see you in the chat. Thank you so, so much. Real so, quick, while we're shouting out, sorry, just wanted do. to shout out uh, Jess Treats, who tagged me on Instagram for all this Blake tea. Thank you so much, girl. Thank you, Jess. And as we're shouting out, I don't have specifics, I will get them, but all of my friends from Love Island who are now migrating over to Bachelorette and still making memes about me and the things that happen on these shows, I love you guys. Thank you so much. I would like, I'd like to move on from Blake because it is what it is. Let's talk about the other, there's really two other main controversies I see. The first one I want to talk about is Clay. Yes. So Clay. big old Clay comes on in, lumbering in like a lumberjack. He's just so jacked out of control. And he's on the beach. And I mean, Jeff and I were probably on our phones, and Christine was just glued <laughs> to the television. I'm calling you up. Oh my God. Call me out. That's okay. Um, Clay is like literally my type physically. Blushing. I'm blushing so hard. I just <laughs> love. Fair. The athletic type. I did say, like, I wasn't feeling the traps. Like, this is a little much. I'm a tiny girl. But, like, <laughs> overall, like, good-looking dude. Um, very, honestly, going into this season, too, I was kind of surprised when I saw his name on the roster of, like, people coming back into Paradise. Because he was linked to Angela for some time. And just, he didn't make too huge of a splash prior to that. Yeah. I mean, he did have a good exit. A very, uh, you know, I'm dignified. And dignified. I'm going to leave. Good exit on Becca's season. But I just didn't know what to expect from him. But, I mean, I'm not alone in thinking that he's the hot topic on the beach because <laughs> Nicole, who else? Uh, Bibby. Everyone was, you know, he had a, he had some girls feeling him. Easily. A hundred percent. And that's a great transition to what I wanted to talk about with him was his situation gave me the person that right now I like the least on the island, and that is Annalise. Oh, man. Annalise. 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 Yeah, there you go. Thank because, you. Wow. Thank you. That's the only thing I've, you know, that's the one thing I'll bring this week. While, you did that. Hey, give him a... Yeah. Um, while Kaylin and Christina have at least had direct contact, and they're in the whole situation with Blake, Annalise is just friends with somebody... Angela, who dated Clay outside. And there's two very different stories, but she's still taking it upon herself to spread these rumors to everybody in the villa that's going to listen. And I immediately, knowing her and knowing her on her season, knowing her last time in Paradise, mm -hmm. I'm like, you should really focus on getting a guy. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it's just not her place. It's one thing right. if, like, Angela was on the island and maybe she was too distraught to speak for herself and it's like, I'm going to help you out, girl, moment. I'm all for, like, girls sticking out for, for girls. Like, don't get me wrong, anyone in the live chat. But this just felt, like, so out of place for her. Like, it's not really your business or a place to bring this up. Um, granted, there are two conflicting stories. If she's going off of her bestie story, I get where the motivation was, per se. But... She, it was definitely like sabotage. She did it right before his date with Nicole, which Demi called her out on it right away yeah. and added the added zinger that I loved of just like, maybe you should focus on yourself. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was... think if you compare how Blake reacted to being accused versus how, um, thank you. how Clay, Clay reacted, reacted, thank you. Uh, it sort of does show if you're going to believe one of the two, it's easier to believe the guy who's just so calm, cool, and collected. And I hate to say it for Annalise, but I know she was frustrated by the fact that people said she was overly emotional last season, but she's crying on behalf <laughs> of someone. Of someone. <laughs> Strike one, babe. She's coming off like a damn hater. Like, yeah. let the man do yeah. this. If he, if he ends up exposing himself through his actions with Nicole and Bibby of being a player or whatever, that's going to show itself. You don't need to step in and show that or, or, Preach that based off of his experience with someone else who's not even there. Right. Right. You don't need like, to white knight for these other girls from yeah. your friend. Yeah. You, you need to be making a connection because right. we know this is week one. It's the guy's choice. When has white knighting ever worked on this franchise? Never. Even when people are there, you know? When you right. have, so for you to defend someone who's not even on the show, it it's was just not a good look. It really. was unsolicited, too. It's not yeah. like the love triangle had already bloomed and it was deep and we needed to know what Clay felt based off of some great information. No. Like, right. he just met these two girls let it play out yeah. white knighting shout out to my uh friend and fellow youtuber bachelor fan take i love his there channel for bachelor stuff so what did you guys think of clay and nicole's date to their rodeo fine again very standard paradise date bad kiss yeah we, we oh, didn't yeah. like the kiss bad kiss it, but yeah, very, very typical <laughs> paradise yeah. date. I'm like, I'm like loving all the, just the showcasing of Mexican culture. Though. Like sprinkled into paradise all sure. over the place. Yeah. Here for it. And now before we leave Clay, the other girl to attach to him, of course, is one of my favorites, who she's just a terrible player of this game, is Bibiana. <laughs> Bibiana has a thing for Clay, and instead of telling Clay or approaching him and really trying, well, she does a little, but instead of really going after it and being outgoing, she really talks to Wells more, who obviously is <laughs> off the market anyway, thanks to Sarah Highland and Modern Family. What is she doing wrong? Why can't this girl get it together? I think she's beautiful. She seems like she's got it going on. She's a cool girl. She, you know, just seems like be a fun person to hang out with and a ride or die. What is Bibiana not doing? I think I think she's been carrying a big suitcase. It's the same suitcase she brings every season, and every season she's just putting more and more baggage in that suitcase. And she's carrying that baggage with her, and everyone who's on the show watches the show, and they know it. And I think it's not on purpose, but Bibby just gives off either I'm going to be a great friend zone type of vibe, or you can come with me, but if you want to be with me, check out this giant suitcase I'm dragging along with me. It's it's full of insecurities as well, yeah. I think, because, again, we I think we can all agree that she's a smoke show. She's a good-looking For girl. Sure fun to be like seems like she would be fun to be around but she's she not seems like a guy's girl very much so and yeah. i can relate to that yeah. but you have to know how to like turn on the flirt and read the situation and go after <laughs> what you really want clay was pretty much waxing poetic four times in a row about how attractive she is and she's like 
Thanks. Like, yeah. girl, lean over, kiss him, get right. in there, like, use what you got. That's the game. That's yeah. the game. You gotta play the game. And she's just, like, a little too timid and she'll show emotion when it's too late. And I feel for her because sure she's deserving of love but you gotta strike while the iron's hot because that's literally what everyone is doing and yeah. you can't you can't rest on your laurels in paradise so <laughs> unfortunate for her it doesn't look good finally the third big story of these last two nights is little old Hannah G <laughs> wow. so I'm assuming tiny beautiful um, she's just got a mess of guys after her let's just go down the list so, first and foremost is Dylan. Dylan coming in hot. Gotta hot. give him credit. Dylan. Especially off of Hannah's season where it was honestly Dylan who, yeah. and now it's kind of Dylan whoa. Not well said. All right. Clip that out. <laughs> um, yeah, Dylan is doing a great job. I think he's, so far he's gotten a great edit, right? He's coming across as someone who knows what and who he wants and is handling the situation Decently, yep. Uh, Paradise wouldn't be easy for anyone else, for any of us, and I think for the most part, he's been a gentleman. He has been, and I think to your point, he is handling it well because he's very all in, um, and I can tell he's trying to like toe the line of like, I don't want to crowd this girl, but also like I'm not trying to let her go either. I respect that he sees that she's a catch and he's not giving up. As a woman, I love that. Like, fight for me. Chat in general, sorry, I know we're missing you guys. There are a ton of you in here, a ton of awesome comments. A lot of negativity for Bibiana, not really feeling it, and a lot of love for Dylan. So just real quick, Kay Fizzle for Shizzle just commented, Derek looks like he smells a stale. I'm just, dying. First of all, I love that you brought Derek up. I call him Jim Halpert. Poor Derek. Um, Derek, so, okay, well, real quick, if they're going to mention that, let's, let's just go for it. I don't Derek. see him in Demi whatsoever. Definitely no. not. It's still weird pair. I know, it's still Demi weird Demi needed pair. a life raft is what's happening. Demi, yeah. Demi just needed to lock in that next, she's, who knows if Demi's even into guys right now. Yeah. No, but I'm down. Whatever keeps yeah. Demi around longer, like, go for it, girl. I don't care. For sure. So, let's, let's go back to little Hannah G. So, she's got Dylan, you know, hanging on her rod, reeling him in. And then, uh, to me, a little bit out of nowhere comes Wills. I didn't really see that. They share a kiss and canoodling. Also, I thought, kind of a bad kiss. Eh, that's all right. It's okay. Nah, okay. Compared to Clay's, it was very That's romantic. fair. That's fair. Yes. I give Wills a lot of credit, though, because he's being aggressive with someone that he yep. likes, because he, too, suffered from the same thing that Bibiana did last season mm-hmm. of playing it too cool, right. and they both went home fairly early, if I remember correctly, so yeah. get it, Wills. I agree to you, like, though, it's, I don't think it's going to last between them, but I applaud his efforts. It didn't seem good, and we know, really, that it doesn't last because, and I thought this was actually kind of the most eloquent way you could dump someone, mm-hmm. where Hannah basically says, I don't want you to waste your rose, potentially, because they don't know the order of who's going to give out roses, right. right? So don't waste it on me. I'm not the girl for you. That's a really solid, nice, yes. if anything, move to make when the girls are up for elimination. So yeah. she must obviously feel really solid with Dylan to be able to say something like that. I mean, Hannah shouldn't be worried, right? No, because she's fine. We mentioned it, but there was also a Blake swoop in with her, too. So Perfectly good time to mention that. Yes. So very, very end of the episode. So Blake essentially, through all this, kind of rallies himself, gets himself together. I guess he got a good night's sleep. <laughs> tried to rally it up. And to his credit... You got everybody in the villa with negative eyes on him, pretty much. It's true. Everybody's got a got a sideways glance on him. And he's still right up, right past, little pat on Dylan's back. Mm, and can we go and bold. talk? And guys, she, if nothing, is completely into it. Yeah. Hesitant, but into it. That was a bigger kiss than she was giving Wills. She would not do it if she was hesitant. 
But like, I just I'm struggling to see the charm with Blake. I really am. It must be an in person thing. It has to be. <laughs> it really has to be. Um, he does not smell stale. Because <laughs> I will say, so after me, Colton, I was like, damn, he's definitely good looking in person. Yeah. Didn't translate as much on screen to me, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Han- literally though, back to Hannah G. She's a hot little thing. She's got paradise on her fingertips. You know, we did say we're not going to, you know, be judge, jury, and executioner here on Blake. I don't want to condemn him too much. But, like, he's just not looking good right now. I feel mm-hmm. like if things don't pan out with Dylan, maybe you explore that later. But just, like, really now, you've got so much good going on for you, girl. I think Blake is going to pull it back around. I don't know. We'll see. We know he makes it for at least one more week. So next week's going to be really telling if a girl goes and picks him. Mm. Plus, we're going to have new women come in. Right? Are we going to get more... We get, no, we get new men come in. Right, because the girls choose next week. And so yeah. that works against him. But if any, if he's able to stay around for any new women coming in, then they might not be exposed to the drama. Maybe it might they have will washed be. over. Maybe. Or if it Maybe. washes over, perhaps he might have a better chance. Real quick, just a couple fun shout-outs. John Paul Jones, to me, awkwardly makes out with Onyeka. Dude, John Paul Jones <laughs> No, but so he weird. nearly died on the beach. We gotta talk about and, that. Well, of course, yeah, that was after his kiss, because now, girls are in fight or flight, right? So they're like trying anything to get a rose. tacos! Right? And so Jane... What did she put in, though? Jane, who we know from her little intro story, dumped more sriracha on her whatever that... It was more sriracha than meal in her little <laughs> intro, and she almost poisoned John Paul Jones with a taco. Gosh, I don't even know. That was just that's that's pretty rough. And even her ITMs of like, she was basically crying over being associated with the fact that she made somebody like puke their brains out. And I was like, damn girl, I would probably be reacting the same way. <laughs> <laughs> just pure embarrassment. Like, just have a real moment of like, yikes, that did not go the way I thought. Uh, it's bad. And then Demi maybe with the line of the night saying that Annalise was like grandma off her meds. Oh so my Demi God. back to attacking yes. the women who are just a little bit older than her. It's yeah. not like we're talking about 90-year-old women. Guys, that's essentially was it. I mean, hot first two episodes. We didn't have the rose ceremony today, so of course ABC is leaving us on a little bit of a cliffhanger. I don't like that. You don't like it. I, no. need, I need a rose ceremony at least once a week, guys. I agree. Come on. I think I we agree. deserve it. I mean, I, I don't think the viewership would drop if they gave it to us. No one's just looking for this first, you know, vote off. Yeah. yeah it's not a big deal. Just rip the band-aid. But we'll see. I mean, we'll, at the very end, we'll give some predictions. Obviously, we saw the coming attractions or the trailer. So we kind of know a bunch of the girls who do stick around. We can give what we thought. But first, Ryan, how you doing in there? We still have a producer, guys. It's okay. Sorry about that. We're doing you awesome. <laughs> Can you please play our news and gossip music? Because Christine's about to go in on all the stuff that's been happening since the episode aired. Thank you so much, guys, for sticking around. We knew we were going to give you the goods. We are getting into our Bachelor Nation news and gossip. Obviously, the hot topic tonight is Blake and the whole stagecoach drama. Um, going into this episode, the kind of the narrative through and through was that Blake hooked up with Kaylin and Christina at Stagecoach, which we discussed in length, but allegedly asked Kaylin to keep it a secret going into Paradise and may or may not have told her that she or the tryst was a mistake. Now, fast forward to tonight, literally as we're getting ready to go on air, Blake takes to Instagram and posts a series of screenshots and Instagram stories exposing his side of it. Um, He took his best effort to be sensitive to Kaylin and understanding her backstory in this franchise, but also, again, not willing to let his name be dragged through the mud. He basically put out screenshots showing that Kaylin initiated having sex with him, 
initially wanted to go over just for sex, made that very clear, and afterward was very embarrassed by the fact that they had sex and asked him to keep it a secret, going so far as to question if he had told anybody else because Colton and Cassie had a conversation with her and they knew about it and they were stunned how other people found out. So there's so many layers to this right now. Do we think that the texts are true? If they're true, can Colton and Cassie weigh on weigh in on this if they knew the situation? There's just so many added layers to this. So messy. Uh, it's it is like, so messy. It's so exciting. Though. <laughs> it's like, it's amazing. You know, only in today's age of social media does this stuff happen just it's right up to the minute. Like, come on. Can it's I, crazy. Can I just say also, I think what this season and the Bachelor franchise in general is now catching on to is kind of this like Kardashian-esque formula yeah. where like mm. the season airs after we already know about all the drama and then we're watching it play out. That's right. This is kind of similar. It's kind of happening at the same time. Time, but still some things are teased and now it's like satisfaction let us watch it and I think they're really tapping into something good here it's a new show that was three years ago and you know what if during a broadcast someone with one million followers wants to send receipts it completely changes the show everything so and it changes how you view the upcoming episodes too and mm-hmm. everything about it right yeah. it's just it's the same thing that happened when we found out about Jed it changes the rest of the season exactly how you view it sure does yeah, guys, guys oh my gosh we so much fun we are so out of time Real quick, let's give at least one prediction of which lady does not make it to next week. Christine? Predictions. I'm going to have to go with my girl Jane because that is really hard to come back from. Yeah. And considering John Paul Jones is your only option right now, Russ, I'm going to say nah. Rough first impression on both of the shows she's been on. Really, really, <laughs> really rough, bad. girl. I feel really. for you maybe next year. I have to also say, Jane, and I was going to say... Uh, if I were Jane, I'd be sweating, and not just because of the hot sauce. Oh, there God. you go. There Thank you go. Thank you so much. <laughs> I unfortunately have to go with my girl Bibiana. I love. I think she deserves Sweet, love. She deserves it, but just she's made no connections. And if Clay was her last shot, he's not taking her. He's definitely not. Little so. bits. But three girls go home, so who could be the last? I think Annalise. Annalise. I don't know How who about- would take Annalise. She didn't make any connections either that we saw. Let's throw this no, to Mike. Renee. Let's hear what Renee has to think. Tweet us. Is that his name? Let's see Chris Bukowski. Chris. Oh, yes. So many. True. Chris. Oh, seven seven Chris. time Chris. That's fair. But That's he was fair. also chatting know. with Christina at the end. So. Yeah. That was know. like a producer's dream, that shot. But we do need to get out of here. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was amazing. <laughs> Guys, yes. thank you so much for tuning in. The chat is amazing. Kate Bizzle, Loretta, Shanice, Riley, Sarah, Hope, Shanice again, Faith. AB, we love all of you guys. Guys, we're going to be back here every Tuesday, same time, 8 p.m. Pacific. Until next week, Jeff, where can they find you, my friend? Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Real quickly, people are asking in the chat why Mike is moderating tonight. He'll be moderating this whole season. Honestly, I love Mike as a moderator. I may hop back on when the franchise is returned, but I just... uh Newer to, newer to Paradise, so I wanted Mike to take the reins, and Mike, you're kicking ass there, buddy. Switching it up. Absolutely. You guys can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham. I'll be here all season. And guys, you can find me on Twitter at Christine Bean with three E's and on Instagram at Christine I Alexis. Thank you so much to everyone who tags me in things. Like, seriously, you make my job that much easier, and I love you guys so much. And guys, thank you so much. Again, my name is Mike Feeling. You can find me everywhere at Mike Feeling. We'll see you next week. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.